1: All right guys, welcome back to Hot Rods in a Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts in the studio as always. Because he has perfect attendance. Smitty Breezy Kobe, Richard Hoskins.
3: Oh, it's not it's not really perfect attendance, but I'm on a good run.
1: You are on a good run.
3: Um shout out to our buddies up in Wankers, Oregon.
1: It's a nice town.
3: Yeah, probably English people there. <laughs>
1: Probably just, not any English people. There. Exactly. They're probably cussing. They're cussing you our two <laughs> listeners in wankers. That's the
3: last place they want to go. All right.
1: right. So we're talking about, everybody's talking about the C8 Corvette. We're not. Here at Hot Rods and Happy Hour, the C8 ain't that great. And we're talking about big cars, the polar opposites. So, you know, we're going backwards. We went through the 90s, the 80s, the 70s. We're in the '60s, and this is my wheelhouse. And you said yourself, on break, in the '60s, the big cars.
3: It, it was it. That was the goal. That like, was status. Yeah, who can make the biggest car?
1: But but everyone wanted that big shiny car. That was the thing. That big shiny car: Cadillac, Buick, Chrysler, Imperial, Embi- everything. Lincoln,
3: uh, yeah, just big. You know, I mean, when you got Buick is naming a car after its length. Exactly. Yeah, two twenty five, that ain't the engine.
1: But but this is this is the thing that's crazy. it, it reminds me, you know, so a status you want a big car. Not so much you need it, you just gotta have that big car.
3: Well and they didn't really give you anything beyond what a normal car did. Like they were stretching the trunk and the hood. Like so you're still in the same cabin.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the actual seating area really didn't change that much.
3: No, they just added, like, a foot to the rear bumper.
1: <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of like that Jeff Foxworthy joke. He says, you know, because women looked at it like a status. They man, that big, shiny car. You know, he must be a big man or a powerful guy because he's got that big car. You know, it's kind of like women in, in the old You know, what's the old joke. You know, like, oh, he's got big ears or. He's got big hands or if he's got big feet. And Jeff Fox would have said he better be packing some heat. That's a goofy looking dude.
3: <laughs> Touche.
1: But but that was true though back then. Big cars. That that was the. I guess that was kind of like the market of success is having yeah. a big car.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean.
1: Or big payments. One of the two.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know all about that. Store of my life.
1: But. They were so much, such iconic big cars, and you can't talk about big cars in the '60s and not talk about Cadillacs. Yeah,
3: they had a what was it, the Fleetwood seventy-five? Oh, was the one that had like another eight inches? It was that a ba- one, it
1: was a baby limo.
3: Yeah, that one did actually have more cabin space because they just took the wheelbase and said like, Let's add eight inches to it.
1: The, uh, but just just the the iconic cars. I love, and I'm a little weird because everybody goes to a 59 Cadillac, and that's an iconic car. And a 60 Cadillac, and that's a pretty car, but like I love like the 64 Cadillacs. Oh yeah, oh, and yeah. I love the what 66, the double stack headlight Cadillacs, yeah. and then when they go the other way, like what, 68, I think was the first I think year for the 66
3: those. and 67 were the stack lights.
1: Right, 68 was the horizontal. Yeah, and I like I love those cars too. Like I just I love 60s Cadillacs.
3: 60s and 70s both. Um, Yeah, I mean, Cadillac, just, like, a Cadillac is a Cadillac then. You know, like, we see new Cadillacs today. Hell, I drive one. Nice cars, very nice cars, but it's
1: not like, oh, my gosh, there's a Cadillac. Well, and the thing I think about, though, is all that chrome and stainless. I mean, the only thing plastic on them was the nylon clips that hold the tag on. Yeah. The nylon retainers for the screws for the tag.
3: Well, and, you know, we watch these shows also where the people are restoring the cars, and you always hear them complaining about Cadillacs because they're so hard to, like, take apart and put back together because they're so overbuilt.
1: So many pieces. Yeah. I mean, yeah. imagine ref- refurbishing and replacing, refinishing bright work on a Cadillac.
3: Oh, gee, It's definitely nah, cheaper it's, to buy one. Yeah, it's than not it is worth it. to build one. I don't think we'll see too many of these cars get restored anymore.
1: No. Well— you know, and now we've got a lot of technology that's helped with this over the years. You yeah, know, now with spray chrome. Spray and, chrome and, yeah. and well, you got that. And then you also got guys that restore stainless. Steel, so they they can do things with stainless that are this mangled and make it new again. But, you know, these are just not easy cars to restore.
3: No. Uh, and, you know, like even think about that 59 Paula that Kobe had. I would have never known that was spray chrome if he hadn't told us. No. Um, and, and it was, I mean, gorgeous. Really. Yeah, the car was beautiful
1: and another you know iconic 60s big car my big bonneville i had that thing I was cool the, i love the Bon Bon. that was a bad ride it was like a extra large gto
3: yeah it was like a gto for a grown man
1: it's a real man gto it a
3: gentleman's
1: it, it, was, car. It, was, it was it was a gto for andre the giant well,
3: that had a 389 in it didn't it? Three eighty nine. so yeah i mean it is it's a big old it's like a cartoon gto
1: I love that thing though, and it rode the ride of those cars. The best way to sum it up is riding on a marshmallow; it just floats, and and they really do float.
3: Yeah, um, Chryslers, so light in the front, of the steering. The Chrysler's of those days, and uh, unfortunately, it ended with my vehicle. But uh, they rode like a cloud. Also, they got the torsion bar front suspension on everything. Um, actually handled okay i mean yeah sure. yeah you're not gonna go autocross one but uh no nah, the uh like the big imperials the new yorkers and stuff with the torsion bar suspension uh they drove great
1: well i mean the thing is well first of all there's no such thing as autocross in the 60s nah.
3: but well unless you're driving like a 356 or something
1: yeah but. but and even then it was nothing like it is today right but the thing you got to think about though is those cars you hit the open road and this was the 60s and this is you got to think about it this is when America really got to moving. Yeah. When 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 people traveled by car, not across state was a big deal. Across yeah. country. They were driving.
3: Well, after the war, I mean, just everything about the automotive industry changed. You know, one, because of the where we were as a country, as a world, had a lot to do with it. But also, cars were still kind of in their infancy.
1: Well, like, you know, you gotta think about there was a big jump you know you gotta think even in 1948 so after the war a 48 ford only had what 85 horsepower
3: yeah and that was fast
1: yeah to 15 years later you got 300 horsepower 350 horsepower 400 horsepower mammoth cars Mm -hmm. with radios and air conditioning and power seats and power windows and power brakes power steering these things were huge you could put take 248 fords and not make one cadillac of the 60s
3: it was again infancy maybe isn't the right word but it's when america said all right
1: we, have, we weren't taking baby steps at that point right there was a big step along the late 50s rolling into the 60s and then it just went roof, straight up
3: and i say america also and that that's incredible. i know that we've got listeners on the other parts of the world i mean europe you know building these jaguars that do 140 miles an hour
1: hey patrick you got any listeners in other parts of the world uh for the upstate balls yeah for your show
3: any anything from
1: england Australia, Canada,
3: Canada. Yes,
1: you do. Yes. That doesn't yeah. surprise me. We do. We do well in Canada, also. Yeah, just saying. Shout out to Canada. Well, I'm saying
3: it's my home away from home.
1: Is it really? Have mm-hmm. you ever been? No. Uh I have. Don't remember <laughs> they, it. Yeah, you know, it's hockey capital of the world. Of course, you'd like that. And now you're starting to pick up while the upstate pulse is number six.
3: Sorry, I write for NHL. Sorry for that. All right, now, now you're just bragging.
1: Yeah, you write for NHL. That's great. That's great. That's that's super.
0: Do you know what else what? is super? What? A commercial break.
1: You're killing me. What is this? A punishment? I guess it, we're getting smacked now for for, yes. for making fun of Canada. <laughs> no, we're not making. No, no, I'm not making fun of Canada. I love our Canada listeners.
3: I bought three cars made in Canada.
1: That's right. That's support is what that is. Guys, stay tuned. We got more Hot Rods and Happy Hour headed your way. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to the Hot Rods and Happy Hours.
2: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date? Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Pits in the studio as always. We have hot rods and happy hours. Financial analyst slash numbers guru slash Chrysler Commander enthusiast enthusiast. It just doesn't flow though. I got you, Richard Hoskins.
3: What is going on in Needmore, Florida?
1: Needmore?
3: Yeah, I don't know where Jessica came up with these, but uh, they're they're good. Your roommate did
1: a good job though, and yeah, she's man. getting some of these scarce towns. Oh, uh, and it, it gets better. It does. I can't wait for the next segment. I tell you something though, and I know you've been itching at it because I'm a Cadillac guy, right? You're a Chrysler guy.
3: I'm a Cadillac guy too. I'm a Cadillac guy too. <laughs> I
1: mean. I
3: drive one every single day. 60s Imperials. 60s Imperials were very special cars. Imperial, there was a time starting in 1955 that Imperial was not a Chrysler. It was actually a premium brand.
1: Kind of like Dodge does with trucks now. Yeah, except this was cool. Um, <laughs> Can you get that? A, now we're a Ram truck dude Yeah, man. That, I, I don't. Yeah. don't get the logic with that
3: well I do Um, it's uh, it's dismantling Chrysler taking the parts that sell putting them by themselves and eventually Dodge is probably just going to go away but that's a story for another show Um, but in 1955 uh, Chrysler took Imperial as its own brand a premium brand and they weren't hand-built but they were built to be literally like the best cars in the world and this carried on through the 60s um i think it became a chrysler again in like 72 or 73 and it was just like the chrysler imperial and then we saw it come back many times um up through the 90s 2000s but, so
1: now this is not to be confused with the g or the uh, the three rc's and the, the no cars.
3: those were muscle cars or
1: those were fast high performance cars no
3: the imperials were the absolute best like best cars built at the time they were built to compete directly with cadillac and with Lincoln, because even though the Chryslers did that, they didn't really. Um, you know, I mean, they were just, they weren't huge. They weren't ultra, ultra, ultra luxurious. And that's where the Imperial came in. And, uh, I mean, I've heard Jay Leno talk about, he's got a 66 that's, you know, just perfect. And uh, he's talked about, like, some of the production, production things that were done to them. Um, just how they were built, why they were built that way. And they are. They're some of the best cars in the world. Like they were, you know, they, they were up there with Rolls Royce, Mercedes, um, the good Cadillacs, you know, the Cadillacs, the Eldorado Biarritz, and, you know, the,
1: they the, didn't build it for the Cimarron. No,
3: nah, they, well, they didn't build it for the Sedan Deville either. <laughs> uh. Lowly Sedan Deville. The lonely
1: Sedan Deville.
3: But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the 60s Chrysler's, man, I, I want to get, I've ridden in one know a couple people that have them um i'd love to drive one i'd love to
1: own one i wouldn't ever put it though because again they're like 20 feet long imagine the fuel mileage in that and it's probably not as bad as you think it would be yeah it is, it is. <laughs> it's you got a five 000 pound
3: car that's shaped like a brick with a 440 in it they don't get they don't get good
1: gas mileage of course, there again, you know, when everybody said, Well, gas wasn't but a quarter a gallon, yeah, but minimum wage was a was dollar an hour,
3: right? I don't understand people that say that gas is only a quarter a gallon. Well, if you convert that to today's time, gas is actually cheaper now
1: than it was then, so it's it actually way cheaper,
3: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, no, people were making a dollar an hour back then, actually, but
3: cost of living was a lot less, too. Um, you know, you look at like we're talking about big cars, you look at the uh. 56, 57, uh, the Lincoln Continental, the hand-built ones that, you know, cost $12,000 in 1950s money, that's, like, that was, like, two houses back then, but really, if you convert it today, it's only, like, a $200,000 car, and now, like, you're not even doing anything if you have a $200,000 car.
1: Yeah, $200,000 car, you're not even getting into Rolls Royce. You can get into entry-level Bentley money. Yeah. New. That's that, blows
3: you're not mind. even getting front parking at the valet. That's
1: what I'm saying. You're like, oh, it's that guy, yeah. You're a, driving the Cimarron of Bentley's, driving a lowly $200,000 Maybach. Oh, oh, poor guy, he must be down on his luck.
3: He must just be getting started out.
1: <laughs> Young Buck, I remember my first car.
3: <laughs> so, and I think that's what people mean when they. Like I don't think people really think about what they're saying when they say like, "Oh, gas was only seventeen cents a gallon." That was a lot of money back then <laughs> compared to you know,
1: two fifty today. Oh, and that was a big thing, but, <clears throat> you know, that that's that's another thing. So, I learned something. So I didn't realize the letter cars were actually considered the muscle car. I mean, I know they were a a high performance car. Those things were huge, also. Well, they were.
3: I mean, they were full size. That was you know the. 300 came out, uh, first in 55. Um, there weren't smaller cars. Like there were no darts. There were no Chevelles. Everything was a full size car at that time. And the letter cars were just the absolute high performance. Today we call them muscle cars in the fifties and the early sixties. That term didn't exist yet. So naturally we didn't call them that. Exactly. And, you know, by muscle car is such a diluted term now that it's,
1: Well, pony cars have gotten real. Everything's a muscle car. Yeah, everything is a muscle car now. Everything.
3: These zero to 60 in six seconds, it's a muscle car. It's a
1: muscle car. It's a muscle car.
3: My Cadillac's a muscle car. It's
1: like, hey, you see my Mustang? It's a muscle car. No, no, it's a pony car. There's there's a difference. Long nose, short deck. that's a pony car. That drives me insane. That still to this day drives me nuts. Me too. Me
3: too. Uh, It just, uh, I've stopped fighting the good fight. You can't. Nah.
1: You just, you can't fight the world. That. And rims and wheels. I know that one. I bugs hate you. it when someone says they got a, they bought a brand new set of wheels for the cars. Hey, I like my rims. Did you put hubcaps over them? Then you don't have rims. You have wheels. Right. I know that one bugs you. Oh, my. I would rather someone slap my mother. <laughs> she, hey, mom's a big chick. She can handle herself, she, she can hold her own. Oh, I know. Lord. I hate it. Check out my rims, cuz. No. I like those rims you put on there. No, no. Did I put hubcaps on them?
3: That one doesn't bother me as much personally. I know. I know that's definitely on your list.
1: That that's that's, that's nails on the chalkboard. Drops drives me nuts. You know what I'm saying? I just ugh. just brr. That's just I mean like I feel like I need a nerve pill talking about it. <laughs> so, yeah, the vein in your forehead it's just is, popping out uh, i'm worried about you i got big luxury we gotta we gotta we gotta uh talk about a ford guys like contract we gotta talk Fords. how about the continentals in the mid 60s dude or early to mid late 50s even yeah, yeah. but i mean 61 62 continentals i love those cars um
3: that yeah and those were the top lincolns again you know you got a premium brand But then you got their premium car. You got the
1: Continental. Yeah. Hang tight, guys. We got a lot more Hot Rods and Happy Hour headed your way. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour.
2: Selling a little or a lot? to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase. go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
1: this is rob pitts in the studio as always we have hot rods and happy hours financial analyst slash numbers guru, the professor himself, Richard Hoskins. What is going on to all of our listeners
3: out in Shafter, California? Shafter, California. You know, that that sounds like a raw place right there. Yeah,
1: really. not a fun town. Just, just, we're going to move on. Like I can feel this going. South. (laughs) (laughs) Fast. So, we're talking about big cars. Talking about big cars. So, we were talking about the Lincolns, the Continentals.
3: Yes, specifically.
1: The biggest problem I've ever seen with those cars is the hydraulic power windows.
3: That that was that was a reach, um, you know. That was the days of America when we were we were thinkers, and uh, you know, not make, every
1: idea is a good idea. No, no,
3: no. But it's an idea, and sometimes <laughs> you got to try it to find out. Hey, that wasn't a good idea.
1: Yeah, yeah, hydraulics that get swung on hinges and slammed, and just eh, its not a good idea. Not. I got to bleed my power windows. <laughs> got a little air in my power windows.
3: Well, I think I think where that came from probably is they did it with the tops, you know, on like the
1: Skyliners, and uh well, I mean, sort of I Lincoln's- mean, technically every convertible tops hydraulic, but I mean, yeah. Well, I guess some of the newer ones maybe are electric now, but all electric. But
3: Yeah, just something that goes up and down as much as a window.
1: That's probably not a good idea.
3: No, but we had to learn.
1: We did have to learn. Yeah. You know, a funny Lincoln Continental story. That's a really good one. A guy that works with me in the shop, been there for years. His dad lived in California. Don't think it was Shafter. Oh. But uh, Sacramento is where he lived. But he bought a 61 Lincoln Continental. This was in the 90s. Okay. And drove it. He bought it for $1,500. It was a 61 Lincoln Continental two-door. Beautiful car. Dang, stole it. And a gorgeous, I mean, and a beautiful-looking car still. like The chrome was beautiful. on The stainless was gorgeous. It was, was rust-free, California. I mean, it was a gorgeous car. The only problem with with it is, You'd have to crank it up and let it run for about 15 minutes for the transmission to heat up. He drove it from Sacramento to Greenville, South Carolina, and never missed a beat. The only thing you had to do is let the transmission warm up.
3: Again, they were great cars. Like, they were built well. It had well. a
1: 461 big block in it. Well, I, well technically, I guess it would be an FE engine in it, but 461. And this thing, I remember it. I remember it. I remember the car vividly. But and he drove it for years around here and then sold it for $1,000 more than he paid for. Yeah, I was going to say, probably at a profit. And drove it from California. Drove a 30, 40 year old car and never missed a beat.
3: Those cars, though, they were made to last for 40 years. Like they, they were just screwed together with care um you know with over engineering and uh yeah lincoln's the continentals that's that's a big one i mean they were great cars and look where
1: the continental ended up yeah kind of went downhill from there but yeah the uh but those cars are classy yeah i think it's a little beat to death the continental thing they're doing and lincoln will never bring back the continental like that again
3: the new ones are pretty they actually they do make a new continental that is a big car and uh They are beautiful cars, but it's just, it's, it's not 1961 anymore. Like it doesn't, nobody cares.
1: You know, it's you can't replicate that.
3: No, because it was a different time. And at the time that really was the baddest thing going, you know, it's like trying to bring back the grand national. I hope they never try because they'll never do it because it's not going to be what it was. And it's the same thing with these ultra luxury American cars. You just,
1: it's a different time.
3: Yeah. There's no place for them anymore.
1: Well, you know, and and that's, you know, like even, you can even step out with the pony cars, the Camaros and Challengers, comparing them to the Camaros and Challengers of yesteryear.
3: There's nothing to compare.
1: I mean, they're somewhat shaped yeah, like that, but there's nothing really the same.
3: There's nothing, there's nothing special. No. You know, that... And I don't mean that to like offend the people that drive these cars again. I've no, they're had, great. I've cars. Had them all. Yeah, um, they're great cars, but it's just it's not 1970s. It's apples. It's
1: apples and oranges. Yeah,
3: like you know, the reason that Hemi Cuda convertibles bring three million dollars is because they made seven of them.
1: It, Are you trying to say my Shaker Challenger <laughs> won't bring three million dollars one day? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. it says shaker 37 times on it <laughs> it's,
3: that's what i'm saying
1: the original shaker challenge you know how many times it said it once once on each side of the scoop yeah it didn't have stickers no, oh, actually, no it did
3: say it under the hood also yeah
1: it said it, under, it had a sticker shaker yeah it did you know, like Actually, that's the
3: only place it, said it didn't it. even say it on the side of the hood. Would, it would, had call-outs on the side of the scoop. It would say like 440 Magnum right. or whatever. Yeah. yeah,
1: but it just said that one white sticker that said shaker on it. Yeah. Not that, 37 times. That
3: was enough. Yeah, it, did, it didn't say it on the seats.
1: It didn't need to. <laughs> Still don't get that. But uh, that they will see. no, this is what they do is they take something that was hot, mm-hmm. like the word Hemi, and ruin it. Yeah. and plaster it on everything and put it
3: in everything and put it on everything which is cool because it's a great motor and the new hemis are great motors it's just it's not the same thing it's it's not a 426 it's not it it's never going to carry
1: are you saying my 392 no
3: no not the same
1: (laughs) no right not
3: i mean how many they made 3500 demons
1: yeah well and everybody tells me they buy these things and uh you know, they're like yeah they're gonna make that many no they're gonna make as many as they can sell yeah that that that's what they're gonna do the, the hellcat
3: the taught us anything
1: exactly exactly and then what do they come out with the next year
3: the demon and then what are they come out the red eye then the hellcat <laughs> red eye
1: and then it's gonna be the hellcat green light and then it's gonna be the hellcat hailstorm
3: i got i gotta say i'm fascinated with these cars at this point though how long can they keep making like their sales are still going up
1: you know, I actually got a I uh, got a call or not a call, but a message today from a from a from a kid that sells new new Chryslers or new Dodges. No, nobody sells new Chryslers anymore, but <laughs> new Dodges. And uh, he's like, rough he said. You know, he said, "I know you're sales guru." He said, "We've got a Hellcat that's been sitting in the showroom for three months." And he said, "We've had everybody in the brother open the door and sit in it, but we can't sell it." And he said, "I'd love to be the salesman to sell that car." He said, "How are you going to do it?" I said well mark it down (laughs) yeah that's that's going to be the big thing um you know and i I try to remind them there's an ass for every seat but there's a lot of seats though there's a lot of seats out there (laughs) and 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 then and the market is flooded with these things right now absolutely and uh i mean it's an impressive car i'm not i mean not saying it's not but you know v6 challengers for every Hellcat, they probably sell, what, 10,000 regular Challengers probably? Well The
3: V6, 5, the V6 and the 5.7 is what
1: keeps them going. Right. But everybody buys them by seeing the Hellcats in the commercials. Right. And that's why they make them. And then that market that actually would want a 707 or 7, whatever the new one is, horsepower car. You know, a lot of people say they want it. Yeah. But then you take that number of the people that can actually afford it in that group, and then you take the people that would actually be smart enough to go buy one in that group, and then you take the ones that would actually drive one in that group, and that's a very small market. It is. It narrows it down quite a bit. And unfortunately,
3: it was a pretty significant market in 2015, but then they made, God, I don't know, like 8000 a year or something.
1: And, and then, then the next year they come out with something better, and then the next year is something better. And 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 now it's getting to the point where, you know, I mean, it's almost like, hey, we got your money this time. You got a little more credit. Come That's right. on, That's right. we'll see you in a year. Yeah, exactly. And it works. We're gonna have a used Hellcat sale. Oh man! Which you don't see a lot of used Hellcats floating around.
3: That's true. That's true. A lot of them get smashed up. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's the reality of that. You know,
1: you don't say. And I mean, would you really
3: want to buy a used one? I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to buy a new one, personally, just because I, I want a car that I can use, and 700 horsepower, man. I drove one, and, uh, I mean, it was awesome. I'm glad to have driven it. Wouldn't want to drive
1: that thing every day. Or, or I mean, like, you know, I bought this used demon, lady-driven. Yeah, lady right. Yeah, uh, yeah. It belonged to an older lady, and she <laughs> drove it to church. And her last name was Mahoney. Yeah. <laughs> but, and it's, that's that's a, uh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, but it's like recreating the muscle cortex. I mean, they make tremendous power and oh, reliability and all that stuff. You know what blows my mind is a Lincoln Town car can't pass emissions, but a damn Dodge Demon can. <laughs> you know, you were talking about that. I mean, really and truthfully. And then we got a commercial break. You know what that is? Hoskins? That's the man trying to get us down. That's yeah. what it is. Cause we're on to something. I think it's Patrick. It is. It, it might be Mr. Number six. Alright guys, stay tuned. we got a lot more Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Head your way. Right here on one eight six three WORD. Alright guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour.
0: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.TV. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: This is Rob Pitts. And of course, in the studio as always, because he shows up, High Rides and Happy Hours financial analyst slash numbers guru, Richard Hoskins. Shout out to Sac City, Iowa. So, we're talking about big cars. Everybody's talking about the C8 and sports cars here at High Rise and Happy Hour. Mm -hmm. We're We're leaders, not followers. We're talking about big cars. And we've kind of gone at this backwards. We went from the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, the 60s. Now we're rolling into the 50s. And this is when the big car craze really took off. And we were talking on the break. My favorite first 50s big car, in my opinion, the 4950 Merc. Legend icon. I mean, yeah. I, I tell I, you what's crazy though, if you ever see one original, I think it's hideous. Yeah. You cut four inches out of the top, it's perfect. And drop it down about seven inches. Exactly.
3: Um yeah. I, I don't think that the designers when they made that car had any clue what they were creating.
1: Oh, probably well, the most iconic lead sled of all time. Right. And like you said,
3: nobody wants one
1: the way they came. No. No. Like you see one that's not chopped, you're like, oh my god. That's not a Merc. What what is that?
3: That was, uh, you know, and again that was the first new body vehicle um well that Ford and Mercury made after the war. Um I was actually reading this today about Studebakers. Studebaker actually had their first car after the war. Really? Yeah, they did. Um it wasn't any good, but you know,
1: yeah, Studebaker. <laughs>
3: that was their thing. Like we we've, we've got the first new car. Hmm. I probably should have waited it out a little like ford and Merck did and uh create a legend
1: <laughs> maybe give it give it give it a little more you know yeah, yeah yeah the uh now you were talking about the big cadillacs when they first started when the cadillac changed it was cadillac it was a few years later
3: yeah but earlier like even if you look at like the 49 and 50 Merck, it's still a 49 or a 50 car first car that i can remember oldsmobile and cadillac like the you know wraparound windshield like the 55 chevy they were the first to do that, that, like, 50 styling, and uh, they did it in 54. Um, and, yeah, those those are, like, the beginning of what became the most iconic Americana vehicles
1: ever. You know, and I'll I tell you what's funny to me is, you know, and, and you got to look at, I mean, I've been around these cars so much, you look at them differently than, than a lot of people do. Like, people say, you know, to try five Chevys, five, six, and seven. Do you think when they created the 55 Chevrolet and the 56, because in 55 they knew what the 56 was going to look like pretty much, and they probably knew what the 57 was going to look like, that they would realize they'd be creating an icon with those three cars? And then why just those three? Well,
3: the answer to the second question is uh, those were the best-selling cars in this country. Um, I think they knew they were making something great, but I don't think that you can ever grasp something that becomes so iconic and so legendary you can't plan for
1: that and you look at like look at a 54 chevrolet and look at a 55 chevrolet
3: yeah other
1: than the bow tie that's about it they're
3: they're like it's like they're from a different world
1: exactly they're looking from different decades not different years right not a year apart
3: and in in a sense they were because again you know those were the first like clean slate new cars after world war ii um, everything else was kind of an adaptation of what they already had.
1: And, I mean, they changed a lot, but it was little stuff. And yeah. They were still, you know, baby steps. 54 to 55 in the Chevrolet was a big step.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do, I mean, obviously, all three years, if I'm not mistaken, that Chevrolet was the best-selling American car, which in America means it was the best-selling car. Um, so they had to have known they were making something that was great, but special isn't something you can really plan for.
1: Yeah, I mean these things. I mean, yeah, think about it. there's there's companies that's all they work do is support Tri Five Chevrolets. And they do and, well. And they do yeah, exactly. Big companies. And there's car events just for Tri Five Chevrolets. And I mean, I mean it's America like apple pie. These cars are. Yeah. And and I mean you know and bald eagles and baseball and and I mean and that's those cars every time but you know that's those cars (laughs) you know and they're they're just that's i mean just like do they know what they were doing i mean like any idea i I don't i don't think that you can like Uh, okay i got one for you and i don't want to get on the corvette subject when they were designing the 53 corvette and these guys were toying with the idea of building a fiberglass car with more characteristics of a cheap bathtub than a car sitting on a 54 Chevrolet frame virtually, or 53 Chevrolet car frame, mm-hmm. and what the Corvette is today. They could even wrap their mind. No way. Um, it's a
3: sacrilege, but the reality is it's true the first corvettes weren't varied no they were horrible sports cars like you said they're sitting on a full-size frame they got an automatic transmission which a fiberglass body
1: with a blue flame six it's a 54 right. with a fiberglass body sports
3: on it. cars didn't have automatics back then like exactly. that that wasn't a sports car it was just a weird-looking little car
1: 55 with the v8 in it was a little better it's coming it's coming it's coming together yeah
3: yeah and by 55 could you get a four-speed yet i think you could i think you could in the
1: vet i'm most positive you could okay so now it's turned into a sports car and, and, and then that helps it and but you know so back on the big cars how about our packards
3: i love Packers. clippers i love packards man i tried to buy one as in high school my parents went remember
1: lying. way in high school there used to be a green one the set under a carport yes me and richard went me and professor go way back high school and behind Wade Epton High School in Greenville, South Carolina, there's a neighborhood. I'm, I don't know what the name of that community is. I can't right remember,
3: but I know the car. It was green and white. Exactly.
1: And it, sat, and it was gorgeous. Yeah. And it sat under a carport. I've never seen it move, I don't think. The
3: one that I tried to buy was identical to that, except it was bright blue and white. And uh, had quote-unquote new paint, but like it wasn't very good. And like the windshield was cracked. And uh, you know the selling point was runs and drives. Um, which usually uh especially if you're the parent of a fifteen year old kid that wants to buy a forty five the time year old car.
1: There's not a lot of fifteen year olds that are chasing Packards. <laughs> no, I know what I was chasing at fifteen. It sure as hell won't a Packard. Why do you think I wanted a Packard? <laughs> <laughs> oh me. But that's the uh I mean but those are some iconic cars. They're gorgeous cars. The Lincoln premieres.
3: Yo, beautiful. Uh, uh, back to Packard, um the Their slogan, like, there's no way that this would go, that this would fly today. Their slogan was Packard,
1: ask the man that owns one. The man. (laughs) Do you realize the groups you would piss off with that? (laughs) The man?
3: Ask the man that owns one.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, that's, that's... (laughs)
3: We've come a long way.
1: Yeah, that, I don't see that one blowing over well at all.
3: Nah, nah, I don't think Packard would be real popular in today's uh, social climate.
1: So, technically, it says, ask the alpha male. Yeah, yeah. Don't ask his wife. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask the missus. I mean, you know what I mean. That's a, uh, that, That's yeah, that, that, the 50s were a different time
3: yeah yeah it was it was you got yeah. a car
1: with no cup holders but seven ashtrays in it you know i mean that 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 explains to you right there
3: man i forgot that cars didn't used to have cup holders i was driving the Murata. uh about a week ago and uh i went like to wendy's or something to get some food got my cup and i'm like what am i supposed to do with this <laughs> um i found out that i can open my armrest and you can if you drive very smoothly you can fit a drink in there <laughs> I I'd completely forgot, man. The cars... They didn't.
1: They didn't have drive-throughs in the in the early '80s. I, I don't know. I guess you just didn't drink, <laughs>
3: uh, or I don't know. Hand it to the misses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tell her to empty that ashtray while she's
1: going. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's running over. <laughs> oh, that's a uh, that 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 shows you how the times have changed. And it shows you how the cars have changed. And how our priorities have changed. And how our priorities have changed. We have cup holders and no ashtrays. Right. I'm telling you, it's a crazy time. It's a wild ride. Guys, I want to thank you all for playing along. You've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here on 106.3 WORD.
0: Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand.